Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. Susie Orman here, and you are listening to the Women in Money podcast. October 18th, 2020. Welcome to the Women in Money podcast, as well as the men smart enough to listen. Susie O here. And today we're going to go to Susie's school. And the reason that we're going to go to Susie's school today is that now that I'm really able to read the majority of the emails, the questions that you are sending in, by the way, if you would like to send in a question, Simply go to the Women in Money Community app, and you can download that by going to Apple Apps or Google Play, search for Susie Orman, and guess what? It will come up right there. And let me just give you a hint when writing a question. Honest to God, if I open a question and it goes on and on and on, I tend to just close it because I just can't. It's like, are you kidding me? There's thousands of these. I can't read all of that. So if you really want your question to probably be answered, you have to make it very short, succinct, and just tell me what I need to know. I don't need to understand how you got into that situation. Just tell me your question and what you want to know. In reading these emails, it dawns on me that there are so many of you that are still getting it just so, so, so wrong when it comes to converting money from a taxable retirement account into a Roth retirement account. You are getting it wrong. You're not really understanding for some reason the tax consequences of doing so. So today, I really want to go to Susie School and really dig deep when it comes to Roth IRAs, converting money to a Roth IRA or transferring money to a Roth IRA, backdoor Roth IRAs, and inherited Roth IRAs. And that has to do with something known as the five-year rule that I really need you all to understand. So let's first begin with a Roth IRA. Obviously, you by now hopefully know that a Roth IRA is a retirement account. It's a type of retirement account that you fund with money you have already paid taxes on. 
So you fund it with after-tax money. And then if it sits in this account and you've invested it and it's been there for a number of years and now you're into your retirement years, you're in your 60s or whatever, and you decide you want to take all of it out in one lump sum or some amount of it out, you can do so absolutely tax-free. Now that is a big deal. A Roth IRA is a great investment vehicle, especially if you have years and years and years until you are going to need to access this money so that it has time to really accumulate and compound tax-free. Roth IRAs come in two versions a contributory Roth IRA, which is one where you open it up and you contribute to it every single year a specific amount of money. The maximum is set by law and usually changes every year. The other type of Roth IRA is a converted Roth IRA where you have a taxable or a pre-taxed retirement account, meaning You have a retirement account, but you've taken a deduction on the money that you've put in. So it's with pre-tax money. And if you want to, and you want to convert that money to a Roth IRA, that's then known as a converted Roth IRA. You can have an individual Roth IRA at a discount brokerage firm or credit union or wherever you decide to do it. You can also have an employer-sponsored Roth where you work. So if you work and your employer happens to offer a 401k, a 403b, a TSP or whatever, they usually will offer two kinds, a traditional one, which is pre-taxed, or a Roth you absolutely can contribute to a Roth or a traditional employer-sponsored retirement plan and have a contributory Roth as well. And you can also have a converted Roth, an individual one, as well as your employer-sponsored plans. Your employer will also let you convert from a traditional 401k or 403b or TSP into the Roth plan that they happen to have. What you have got to understand is the tax ramifications when you convert from a traditional retirement account, meaning pre-taxed, to a Roth retirement account, which is after tax. That's the first thing we are going to talk about. Too many of you, because you understand how much I love a Roth IRA, and you understand why you would want one, you are literally converting large sums of money from a traditional 401k into a Roth 401k at your place at work. Maybe you have $200,000 in your traditional 401k, and you're just transferring it. You're converting it to the Roth 401k where you work, or you have a traditional 401k. And when I say 401k now, just know it also represents a 403b and a TSP. Okay. 
So you have a traditional 401k that you left with an ex-employer and you just left it there. And now you are taking the money from that traditional 401k and you are transferring it to a Roth IRA at a discount brokerage firm or wherever you've opened it up, all in one lump sum. Big, big mistake, especially if you have large sums of money in those traditional retirement accounts. Because when you convert money from a traditional retirement account under any circumstance into a Roth retirement account, you are going to pay ordinary income taxes on the amount of money that you converted. And that amount, if it's large, can put you in a very high tax bracket. And why would you want to do that? So you are never ever to convert large sums of money from a traditional retirement account into a Roth retirement account without first checking with your CPA or doing your taxes yourself online just to see what would happen to see what would it do to your income tax bracket and how much money is it going to actually cost you? Because you need cash, you need cash outside of the retirement accounts to pay the taxes. It's not like you can convert it and now you owe taxes and you can get that money from your Roth IRA. You need the money to be able to pay taxes outside of a retirement account. So that is the first thing that I want to tell you. A lot of you also right now have lost your jobs and you feel like you're in a lower income tax bracket. So now is the perfect time for you to possibly convert $30,000, or $50,000 from your ex-employer's traditional retirement account into a Roth IRA. We are really close to the end of the year. As we are recording this, this is October 18th, 2020. So depending in the future, when you listen to this, it might be different if we're at the beginning of the year, all right? But we are really close to the end of the year. So if you have a sum of money that you do want to convert from a traditional retirement account into a Roth IRA, why not divide it up and convert half this year and half next year? And that way, if it makes sense tax-wise, now you check this with your CPA, then you're not getting a $30,000 hit if that happened to be what you have in your retirement account all in one tax year. Maybe then you would be getting only a $15,000 income tax hit this year, $15,000 next year, and you're dividing it up. Now you need to check this out because maybe you have been out of work since February and you haven't had any income except unemployment, which by the way is taxable. So it may make sense for you to convert it all at once because possibly next year you might have a job where you're making a whole lot of money. So maybe you don't want to add to it next year. 
That is why it is very important before you do anything, you just don't listen to the fact that I like a Roth IRA and you convert, bam, done. You think about this and again, you consult with a CPA whenever you are going to initiate a taxable event for you. Now, are we clear on all that? I really need you to be clear as there are people out there that have converted $300,000 at once to a Roth because that's just what they thought they should do. That is not what you should do. And you always want to make sure, because I'm also getting emails with this question, Susie, I'm three years away from retirement. Does it make sense for me to convert my money in the traditional 401k into a Roth 401k? If you're three years away from retirement, five years away from retirement, anything less than eight years away from retirement, and you're in a tax bracket where you're paying taxes, not where you're unemployed, not but you're really, you're still making money. It makes absolutely no sense for you to convert from a traditional retirement account into a Roth retirement account because there isn't enough time for you to make up the taxes that you're going to have to pay. Now, there are many people out there that will convert because they know very well they're not going to touch the money that's in their Roth IRA or Roth 401k. They don't want to touch it. They don't need it. But when people are writing me and saying they're going to retire in three years and they're going to need to take out $35,000 a year from their retirement account to live on, it's like, don't you dare convert. So let's just make a list. When is it a good idea for you to convert? Well, I just said one of the things is that you don't need this money for at least eight years, preferably longer, I have to tell you. You're not going to need to touch this money for at least eight or more years. I also said it earlier that you actually have the income tax money that's going to be owed on your conversion. You have that money. And so therefore, that's great. It's also a good idea to convert if you know that you're not going to be using this money at all, you don't need it, and you want to leave it to your children who are probably going to be in a higher income tax bracket than you're going to be so that upon your death, they get to inherit it and take it out and not have to pay income taxes on it at all. So that would be a great reason for you also to convert. Another great reason is that you don't expect to need this money at all, but you never know. And you want to leave it in there, possibly to pay for a long-term care stay or whatever it may be. And you don't want to have to take it out at 72, which is now the new required minimum distribution age for traditional IRAs. And you want to leave it in there. So therefore you convert it and you don't have to take it out at 72. That's one of the wonderful parts of a Roth IRA. And another reason that you might really want to convert is that you may be somebody like me who believes that we are carrying such deficits and record debt 
We have never, the United States of America has never been in debt to the tune that we are right now. And you believe that in the future, income tax brackets across the board are going to be higher. So even if you are making less money at the time of retirement, you may be in a higher income tax bracket. So that's another reason that you would want to convert. Another reason that you would want to convert is you just simply want to know that what you have in your retirement account is what you are going to get to keep. You don't want to have to see that you have $400,000 that you have saved in a retirement account, and now you go to take it out, and every time you take it out, you're taxed at 50% or whatever it is, so really you only have $200,000 after taxes. You want to pay the taxes now and not have to think about it ever again. Those are all really great reasons for you to convert. So a bad reason to convert would be if any of those things that I just said didn't apply to you. So I really need you to take this seriously and think about it before you do it. Okay. Now, when it comes to a contributory Roth IRA, this is the cream of all the Roth IRAs because a contributory Roth, different than a converted Roth, everybody, a contributory Roth, any money that you originally put in, you can access at any time without taxes or penalties or regardless of how long the money has been in there. I've given this example before, but I will give it again. You are 35 years of age. You are 45 years of age. You're 22 years of age. You're, I don't care how old you are, all right? But you're younger than 59 and a half, which is the age that you can take money out of a retirement account in most cases without taxes or penalties, all right? So here you are, and you're 35 years of age. You put in $6,000, which is the max for 2020. 6000 this year, 6000 next year, 6000 the year after. It's now worth $18,000 and it's grown to $20,000 and you need money. You can take out anything up to that $18,000 without taxes or penalties regardless of how long the account has been open. The $2,000 or the earnings on that money has got to stay in there for at least five years. So the account has to be open for at least five years and until you are 59 and a half years of age. So the sooner you can begin a Roth IRA, the faster you will meet that five-year time limit for money as you get older to be able to withdraw it without paying taxes on that money. But for your original contributions, not your earnings, but your original money that you contributed, you can access it anytime you want without taxes or penalties. Now, that is a big deal. Think about how that would have helped you during this last crisis this year when you lost your job, unemployment wasn't coming, and you had all this money that you put into a Roth IRA for all these years. You could have taken it out my goodness, would have been fabulous for you. You wouldn't have had to think about it. All right. So therefore, because these retirement accounts are absolutely so incredible, really, 
not everybody qualifies for one. So you have to have, in order to put the full maximum contribution in, which this year is $6,000 if you are under 50, $7,000 if you are 50 or older, you have to have modified adjusted gross income of $124,000 a year or less if you are single, or if you are married, finally, jointly, $196,000 of modified adjusted gross income. Now, there is a scale there. And the scale says that you can still contribute to a Roth IRA if you make over $124,000 or $196,000 if you're married, finally, jointly, of modified adjusted gross income, just the amount of money that you can put into a Roth IRA scales down until where you absolutely no longer qualify at all once you are making $139,000 of modified adjusted gross income if you are single and $206,000 of modified adjusted gross income if you are married finally jointly. And there are many of you out there that make more than that and you want to do a backdoor Roth IRA. And the reason that they call it a backdoor Roth IRA is that because you can't go into the front door, so to speak, because you make too much money, there is a way for you to get into a Roth, and that is going through the back door. Just that simple. And this is what you need to understand about how a backdoor Roth IRA works. Let's say you make over that amount of money. You're making half a million dollars a year. I love that for you. And you open up a traditional IRA, but you make it non-deductible. There's a little place you just check it off and it's non-deductible. So you are funding it with after-tax dollars. And then once you have funded it with after-tax dollars, and let's just say you didn't invest it. It's just sitting there, not earning money. It's just sitting there. And a few months later, I would let three or four months, five months go by. And then you converted the non-deductible traditional IRA to a Roth. All of a sudden, you now have a Roth IRA, a converted Roth IRA, not a contributory one, but a converted Roth IRA. And I will tell you the difference again in a second here. If you just do it that way, no taxes, everything's great, wonderful. All right. Now, if the money that you put into a non-deductible IRA is growing and earning money while it's in there, and you then do a conversion, you will owe ordinary income tax on whatever amount it grew above the amount that you put in. What you have to be careful of, however, is that if all you have are 401ks, 403bs, employer retirement accounts, you have no other traditional retirement account. You don't have a SEP IRA, a simple IRA, a traditional IRA. You have nothing like that. And you simply fund a non-deductible IRA and you convert it, no problem. 
The problem comes in, however, when you have an IRA rollover, you have a SEP IRA, you have money in traditional retirement accounts pre-tax, and then you fund a non-deductible IRA and you convert it. Now you are going to have to pay what's called a pro rata tax on that money. Let me give you an example, and I understand very well that this podcast is probably making your head spin. But this one podcast here, if you actually understand everything, is going to save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So you really better pay attention to this because this is so important and very few people really understand this and know how it really works. So let's just say, for example, you had $84,000 in an 401k plan with an ex-employer that you rolled over to an IRA rollover. And you now are going to fund a traditional non-deductible IRA with $6,000 that you plan to convert. And you think, okay, I'm just going to convert it and I'm not going to have to pay any income tax on it. Wrong. This is how it works. You have got to take the amount of money that you have in the total of all your pre-taxed retirement accounts. So if you had a SEP IRA, a traditional IRA, a simple IRA, an IRA rollover, all funded with pre-tax money, you have to add up all those accounts. In this circumstance, it's only one account and it's $84,000, and you have to add that to the $6,000 that you are going to convert from your non-deductible IRA. That equals $90,000. You then have to divide $6,000, what you're going to convert, by, in this case, $90,000, and that will give you 6.6%. What that 6.6% represents is that is the only amount of money that you're not going to have to pay taxes on. So if you happen to take 6.6% of $6,000, that would be $396 that's non-taxable. You would owe income tax on $5,604 of the $6,000 that you are about to convert. So you better be aware of that. A backdoor Roth is not necessarily something that you want to do if you have money in traditional IRAs, an IRA rollover, or something like that. How can you get around it? Well, if you're working for an employer right now that has a 401k plan, you could convert the IRA rollover back to the employer's plan if you wanted to, because 401ks or any employer-sponsored plan do not figure into the pro rata calculation. Another option would be, now listen very closely here, is if you happen to have self-employment income. So you could set up a solo 401k and then roll your pre-taxed IRAs into your solo 401k. Now you have to make sure that the company that you are setting up this solo 401k with, and you have to have 
self-employment income to do this, everybody, you have to make sure that they allow what's called roll-ins. Fidelity used to do it. I'm not sure they do it anymore. But if they do, then you do the transfer. All of your pre-tax retirement accounts are now in your solo 401k at a discount brokerage firm. Now, I get that that's complicated, but those are things that you really need to understand. Just make sure you have to have, uh, even if it's a small amount of money, right? You have to have a small amount of self-employment income. So before I end this podcast, I just want to talk to you about one more thing that will make your head spin, but you need to know. And it's called the five-year rule. And you really need to look it up and study it and see how does it apply to you when it comes to a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, and an inherited IRA. But let's just say, let's go back to a Roth IRA for a second, a contributory Roth IRA. Here you are, you are 57 years of age, and you just started your Roth IRA for the very first time. And you're going to retire at 59 and a half, but you think it is absolutely worth it to have it for two and a half years. So you fund it with $7,000 this year, $7,000 the next year, and you now have $14,000 in there and you hit it big in the market and you now have $25,000 in there. And you turn 59 and a half and now you want to take all of your money out. You can take your original contributions, as I told you before, anytime you want. But do you remember me saying to you, it is your earnings that have got to stay in there till you are 59 and a half and five years? If you are 59 and a half, but your Roth IRA has not been open for five years, you are going to pay taxes and a penalty on any of the earnings that you take out. So if you put in 14000 it's now worth 25000 and you took it all out, you're going to pay taxes and a penalty on that $11,000. So it is really important that you understand the five-year rule. I also just have to say, you better understand it when it comes to an inherited Roth IRA as well. Because if your parents, for instance, your mother opened up a Roth IRA three years ago, and she's been contributing to it for three years. It now has 21000 in it. It's grown to 40000 or some amount of money, just let's say, because you never know what she invested in. And you now inherited this Roth IRA. You can take out her original contributions, no taxes or penalties, because it was funded with after-tax money. But the earnings on that money cannot be taken out without taxes and penalties until that account has been open for five years. Converted Roth IRAs work very differently than contributory Roth IRAs, where if you convert to a Roth IRA, that then will start its holding period. You convert again the next year. That starts a new holding period. You convert again the year after that. It starts a new holding period. So every time you convert, the five-year clock starts ticking on the amount of money that you converted that year. 
So you really need to really do a deep dive into Roth IRAs, inherited IRAs, the five-year rule, the backdoor Roth IRAs. But there's a lot of information, good information out there. This is a topic that I really need you to understand. So come back, listen to it over and over and over again, write questions about it. And if you have a lot of questions about it, then I can possibly continue this with another Susie School. So until next week, all right, aren't you glad this Susie School is over? You stay safe. We can't give up. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.